With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is WFCB On Demand. You're listening to The Outlaws on WFCB On Demand. Welcome to The Outlaws. This is the Kingpin alongside E. Will and Jessica Lavish. Jessica Lavish is back in the building today. Yes, I am. And I'm wondering why we were excited to have her back. Oh, you guys <laughs> miss me. Stop it. No, we love you. We I love know. You. I, I already know. No, everybody does. I don't know about all of that. Every, everyone, like I said. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Stay tuned because we're going to be uh, having a very interesting conversation about parenting in the second hour. So you want to make sure you stay tuned for that. Also, uh, we're going to touch on uh, the situation with 50 Cent. Is he really broke or not? He filed for bankruptcy. So we're going to we're going to delve into that a little bit. And of course, we're going to touch on the situation in Chattanooga. So stay tuned. You are listening to the Outlaws and we will be right back. The Outlaws Radio Show on the FCB Radio Network. Welcome back to the Outlaws. This is the Kingpin alongside Jessica Lavish and E. Will. And... I'm hoping maybe one time during during our run as the Outlaws that we could get through one episode without having to talk about something tragic or something, you know, uh, something sad and, and painful that, that has happened somewhere in, in the country. And um, right now, you know, especially because it's still kind of fresh in everybody's minds, um, we wanted to make sure that we spent a few minutes talking about what happened in Chattanooga. All right, so there was the shooting in Chattanooga. Um, the attacker was a male named Mohammed Yasuf Abdulaziz. Um, authorities are saying that he had at least three guns plus a vest to carry extra ammunition, and he apparently died in a firefight with police. Um, they said he had two long guns, only identified as rifles or shotguns, and a handgun. He sprayed a military recruitment station with at least two dozen bullets on Thursday. Unbelievable. Then drove about seven miles to a Navy and Marines Reserve Center where he killed the Marines. The attacker shot a Chattanooga police officer during a firefight at the Reserve Center. Other officers dragged the wounded officer, Sergeant Dennis Pedigo Jr., to safety while shots were still being exchanged. Officers engaged Abdulaziz shortly after he arrived at the Reserve Center. Abdulaziz was wearing a load-bearing vest so he could carry extra magazines of ammunition. He was a moving target, and he was able to obviously kill the four Marines and wound one sailor, Reinhold said. The sailor and the police officer were two of three people wounded in the attack. All indications are that Abdulaziz was killed by police. 
Authorities had not previously said whether Abdulaziz killed himself or was killed by police, but an autopsy is pending. Chattanooga Police Chief Fred Fletcher called the police response a breathtaking example of that everyday courage. He said other officers raced to the scene, including some who were off-duty at home and put on their uniforms to come help. Chattanooga police officers proved themselves in every sense of the word. Heroes, the chief said. They are my heroes. Reinhold said the FBI has not formally classified the shooting as terrorism, but was investigating it as terrorism until the facts prove otherwise. Now, um, for those of you that may not know, and I don't even know if, if you two know, the guy who committed the shooting actually used to live up here. He used to live in, in Northeast Ohio. In 2013, he actually worked at the Perry Power Plant Yep, in a, in a suburb of Cleveland. I saw that today. Yeah, so first of all, that's incredibly frightening that a dude who turned into a terrorist was working at a power plant. Um, and just the whole situation is just crazy. Like I have a friend who lives in, in Tennessee, and I'd been hearing everything. You know, I'd been watching nonstop coverage of Chattanooga, and I hadn't talked to her in a while. So I thought about her, and I sent her a text message. I was like, you know, I'm just wanting to check on you and see how you're doing. You know, I knew she was in Tennessee. I didn't know that she was in. She works in Chattanooga, and she works at a hospital. And her hospital is ten minutes away from where from where the situation happened. So oh, wow. it was, you know, that that really kind of took it took it home for me like that was kind of close for comfort but so do you know if the wounded ones went to the hospital that she's she by? said that she said that they didn't go to that hospital um there may have been because you know there were several wounded so there may have been some of the more minor uh wound the people that had more minor wounds may have went to her hospital but for the most part you know everyone else was at the was at the level one trauma center in the area so it's i mean it's it's a crazy situation but let's let's first before we delve into it uh, any deeper, is there any doubt in anybody's mind that it was a terrorist attack? I mean, I no, mean, it's not th- doubt. It was. There, there was a video that surfaced, wasn't there? That ISIS was trying to claim responsibility. I've, I've heard. I haven't heard that, but I've heard that they have been celebrating it. And this is something that has been known that terrorist groups have been telling people that they want you to attack military people. They want you to attack police. They want you to attack and particularly at military, like military recruitment centers, like this place was. And the thing that's so mind boggling to me is you have the Marines, they're the Marines and they're not allowed to carry guns at a recruitment facility. So they were sitting ducks. They had no way to protect themselves because of a stupid law from 1992 that says that they can't carry, that they can only carry guns in very, very limited situations. It makes no sense to me. Well, and that, in my mind, also makes the shooter that much more of a coward to attack, you know. Yeah, he knew it was a soft target. Right, he knew it was a soft target. So to, there's no, what's the word I'm looking for, brawn in that. Like, there's right. no. Yeah, he's a coward. I believe it has something to do with ISIS because 4th of July, they said that they were going to attack police personnel and military people. We were expecting that. We were waiting for it. Very true. This we were not waiting for. Nobody thought, you know, that this was going to happen. Everybody just brushed it off like, oh, 4th of July came and passed. They didn't do anything. So they hit us off guard. I mean, at this point. Well, in that uh, <sighs> same article, I mean, I'm, I'm going to agree with you. I do think that there is some form of terrorism of international mm-hmm. some sort of connection yeah right. I, I believe so too but 
at the end of that article from NBCNews.com, it did say that as of yet, authorities have not uncovered evidence that the shootings were inspired or directed by ISIS or any other terror group. One official said he doesn't seem to have left much of a social media footprint. Now, I will say this, and we got a couple of seconds, but I was watching, I had been watching a lot of news on this situation, and one of the things that they said, I was watching Fox, and one of the things that they said was how they knew the situation was different was because their senior correspondent said they had never seen in all their years of, of covering news and covering this type of situation, they had never seen the FBI get so heavily involved so quickly, and the fact that the day it happened, about an hour after it was over, when they did that press conference, they openly acknowledged that they were investigating it as they were going into the situation, investigating it as an as an incident of domestic terrorism, which is unusual for them to openly for them to openly say that and openly admit that. So that's what leads me to believe it probably is some sort of. Uh, situation connected to it and it just came out today that his father had been on a terrorist watch list at one point oh see i didn't hear about that yeah that came out today that his father had been on a on a terrorist watch list at some point and um he because he had donated money or something like that to a group that had terrorist ties so it's starting to to come together that this was not some sort of just crazy guy like the dude in Colorado. Right. It wasn't just some random attack. Right. Exactly. So our thoughts and prayers go out to the families of the victims and everyone affected uh, down in Chattanooga. And when we come back, we promise we're going to talk about some crazy stuff. You're listening to the outlaws. Stay tuned. This is the outlaws radio show. Welcome back to the Outlaws. This is the Kingpin alongside Jessica Lavish and E. Will. And now back to our regularly scheduled program. Let's talk 50 Cent, shall we? Okay, so as everyone knows, 50 Cent filed for bankruptcy. Um, But let's talk about a little bit before that. In May, Forbes estimated 50 Cent's net worth to be at $155 million, ranking him number four on the list of wealthiest hip-hop hip hop right. artists. So he's far from broke. He filed for bankruptcy because um, he was ordered to pay $5 million to his rival Rick Ross ex-girlfriend, La, I can't say her name because it's ghetto. <laughs> Livingston is her last name, who sued him for posting a sex tape online for, to millions of viewers and attempt to embarrass Rick Ross. So he's not broke, guys. Okay. No, I don't believe he's broke either. I believe he's filing for bankruptcy because he doesn't want to pay this girl. Exactly. That that settlement. Exactly. Um, his assets are reported to be in a range of ten million to fifty million, and um. Well, that part right there confuses me. Yeah. Because it says that Forbes, er, just earlier this year, had listed him as the fourth richest rapper with an estimated fortune of $155 million. But yet, in his bankruptcy filing, he listed both his assets and debts in the $10 to $50 million range. He listed, right? Well, Well, and here's the thing, too. It's like, if he's not telling the whole truth, he could be in deeper trouble than than just a lawsuit. But the... I've always heard that the Forbes, uh, the Forbes count is very unreliable. Mm. 
I've, I've heard a lot of millionaires say that some of them say that they were estimated too high. Some of them say that they were estimated too low. So I've, I've heard that multiple times. So I wouldn't be surprised at that, but it also depends on just how you calculate what is an asset. Right. And he also, this is not his first time being sued. No, he's, he's been sued multiple of times before this case. But, I mean, he filed for Chapter 11, which allows him to recognize his business interests as opposed to Chapter 7 bankruptcy filing, which means liquidation of his assets. Right. So, I so mean, it's just a re... What, what, in other words, it's just a reorganization right. of his business, And his basically. attorney stated, the filing allows Mr. Jackson to reorganize his financial affairs as he addresses various professional liabilities and takes steps to position the future of his various business interests. Mr. Jackson's business interests will continue unaffected in the ordinary course during the pendency of chapter 11 case this filing for personal bankruptcy protection permits mr jackson to continue his involvement with various businesses interests and continue his work as an entertainer while he pursues an orderly reorganization of his financial affairs okay now the only other thing i want to touch on with this subject is what was the girl's name again let's let's try to tackle this first name lush lastanya Lastonia, Lastonia, Livingston. She looked like she should. I mean, Lastonia Livingston. She sounded like she should be in a porno. Yeah, Lastonia. Lastonia. That was some. That sounds was, like some faraway foreign country. Bow, 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 <laughs> right, that's what I was about to say. That was somebody's mother trying to be like cute. Sounds like some nasty rice. <laughs> sounds like something like maybe Aladdin's cousin came from that area. Aladdin's cousin Aladdin's that does porn. Cousin. I mean, on his magic carpet. <laughs> 50 Cent is not stupid, no, he's not stupid at all. He's a very smart businessman. He has a lot going for him, more than people actually even know. So, I mean, his show power. Well, have, I mean, he's also... And he made all that money off of that vitamin water, yes, too. He so. made, um, well, he's also in that new movie, he, Southpaw, that's coming out, too. He earned between exactly. $60 million and $100 million after vitamin water sale in 2007. He has a sex toy line called Magic Stick, condoms called Magic Stick. He has movies, his TV show, that. F and Vodka, which I tried, and it's actually really good. Like, really? He has a is lot. It, is it Ciroc good? Ciroc is good as well. I love Ciroc. I love Ciroc. But, but that's what I'm saying. Is it as good as Ciroc? It's, it's very smooth. I don't know. It's very smooth. It's, it's, Peter, know, got some Ciroc competition. Is, Ciroc is my joint, Yeah, man. it's mine too. But you know what? I get tired of it. And my body is at this point is where it's like, oh, uh, you don't get drunk anymore. You need something a little bit different. <laughs> that's all I drink, so... But I mean, everybody. sounds like somebody needs to go to a meeting. <laughs> well, everybody in this room probably needs to I go to a alcoholic. meeting. <laughs> I haven't had an alcoholic drink in over oh, two months. That's, you haven't had a choice, though. Right. It wasn't like if you had a drink, I'm pretty sure you would be sleeping on the couch or sleeping outside or sleeping somewhere else. Pretty Just much not trying to make girl. sure I don't get another chair thrown at me. Ooh, well, that might get you one for putting the business out there like that. Yeah, it just might. And we're going to move right along. Now, real quick before we go to break, how was your trip? Miss Lavish was out of town. Was she was not here Houston. last week. So how was your trip? I love it. I want to move there. My date that I want to move there is October 2016. So in about a, year, a little over a year. I loved it. I loved it. No potholes. No potholes. If, if you're from Cleveland. <laughs> You will fall in one. Yes, we have retire. we have a lot of potholes. We have beyond potholes. We have we have craters. Craters. <laughs> the end of the middle of the earth. We have everything. But I love Houston. Great Mexican food. Everybody was nice. The mall. 
The mall. You sound like such a chick. The mall has over 375 stores. Such a chick. Every name brand you could think of. Gucci, Tom, Ford, Rolex stores. They have a Tesla car dealership, a freaking Cadillac car dealership on the inside. I mean, come on. Beyonce and Jay-Z shop there. You would go there and go broke. I I went there and went broke. <laughs> okay, literally. I Does broke. Jerry Jones have anything to do with any of this? He he may. Well, he's in Dallas though. But still, but he probably he probably owns a bunch of stuff everywhere in Texas. Jerry Jones, That's the, the owner, owner of the, the Dallas, Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, the only thing about Houston I didn't like is that you literally have to take the freeway to get everywhere. They don't have like a Warrensville Center Road or a Harbor. Like, yeah. it's, it's straight freeway, and then they have traffic at eleven a.m. on a Monday. Yeah, right? the traffic is so bad. I've, I've been to. We had a family reunion years ago. In Houston, I have family down in Texas, so that's what I mean. I do like it, but I'm not. It's expensive. It, it's very. Yeah. It's like um, where I stayed. Uh, his rent is twelve hundred, and my best friend's brother's rent is fourteen hundred. But he's a pharmacist, so he can afford Ooh, really? it. He's making big bucks, but I mean, if was... I if I were to if I were to move south, and I have no no intent on doing so, I'm I'm having fun up here. But if I were to move south, I probably would go to like 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 we had mentioned earlier. Uh, we had actually talked about this before the show. My family, my family's history comes from like Tennessee, so I have a love and, and, and a personal love for Tennessee. So, if I were to move in the South, it would probably be like Memphis or Nashville or something like that. I'd go to Tennessee as well. My grandparents lived in a little town called Paris, Tennessee. Send me to Texas. I've actually never been to Texas. I think really? that you will really enjoy it, and not even like it's I, hot as hell down it, there. It's, you know it's what? Hot it's hell. hot, but it's not like humid hot. It's dry heat, so it's not like, uh. like the whole time I was there, it was ninety five or above. Then I came back to Cleveland, and it was raining and cold, and I'm like, that's how it was when I when I went down to Georgia it's, it's, it's and then came back. Hot today, though. Yeah, it's hot, but it's very humid. It's humid. Today. Yeah, it wasn't humid. But down I don't there know though. I've because I've been to I've been to Vegas too, and they have that dry heat too. I I hate dry. Like I would rather have humidity to be honest. I hate serious? heat in general. Yeah. What type of black person says that? <laughs> it's not. It's not that bad. I will take it over humidity any day. Humidity is like dry, literally. Like you feel like what? I was down what? in I was down in Vegas and it was over a hundred and something degrees. I'm like, oh, I'm, but hell see, I'm a no. summer baby. I love the heat. So you all ready not, for that snow? I'm not right. About oh, don't even start. Weeks, that. Don't even start weeks, that. Yeah. On that note, we'll be right back on Outlaws. This is the Outlaws Radio Show with the Kingpin, Jessica Lavish, and E. Will. Welcome back to the Outlaws. This is the Kingpin alongside Jessica Lavish and E. Will. And there's been a situation that has been brewing for a long time, and it's the issue with Birdman and Lil Wayne, and and it's it's a big mess right now. And one is suing Birdman is suing uh, Lil Wayne's new label and. Bert and Birdman and Young Thug, they're accused of trying to get Lil Wayne killed. So let's 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 dig into this thing, Jessica. The ongoing feud between rappers Lil Wayne and Birdman has gone to a dark and very dangerous place. U.S. Weekly sister publication Rolling Stone got a hold of 30 count indictment that names Birdman and his associate Young Thug in a conspiracy to kill Lil Wayne. This past April, while Lil Wayne was on his tour bus in Atlanta, a white sports car pulled alongside of the tour bus and began to shoot at the tour bus. Luckily, nobody was hurt. 
Um, according to WSB TV, the indictment, which charges associate Jimmy Winfrey, Winfrey, alleges that Birdman and Young Thug were involved in a plot to kill Lil Wayne on his tour bus. That's crazy. Following an early threat from Young Thug against Lil Wayne's life. That's insane. Uh, Sounds like they need to hire a better shooter. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Don't encourage him. And he's telling on them, too, so he's a snitch. But anyways, the article ties the two performers to the Blood Gang and includes a quote from Filing Reading. After Atlanta police discontinu- discontinued their escort, Winfrey, and fellow Blood Gang members entered Interstate 285 from Atlanta Road in Cobb County in pursuit of the bus occupied by Lil Wayne's group. The white sports car pulled beside the buses. Shots were then fired into the buses from the sports car with a 40 caliber handgun and a nine millimeter handgun. Damn. If you're going to shoot, I I don't really know too much about shooting people, but if you're going (laughs) to shoot up a bus, wouldn't you use like a, a faster gun with more bullets? Like, aren't you trying to prove a point? Yeah, I mean, I I could see that, Wouldn't but you, they might have been just trying a to Tommy gun or something. I mean, who sent you? She went you? back to nineteen twenty five. Who <laughs> sent you? If you're not gonna get the job done, then you don't need to be trying to do the job at all. Well, and and the thing about it is, is it really that deep? Like, is it that serious for real? You know what? I don't even. Somebody he used to consider his father. His father. father, exactly. And now this little gay thug comes in the picture. And now you want to what? You're you're messing with him too? The views and opinions of Jessica Lavish may not necessarily be those of the outlaws. Oh, no. Young Thug is gay. He wears (laughs) nail polish. He wears leggings. If that's not gay, I don't really know what it is. And I I love a gay man, but I like an honest and out gay man, not somebody that's going to be hiding and acting like Young Thug when you're young gay. Now, did wow. you? <laughs> Silly little rabbit. Oh, I don't. I can't say what I want to say. <laughs> wow, she's towing that line. Yeah. Welcome back from Houston. <laughs> <clears throat> now, shortly after the indictment, did you guys hear about um, how Cash Money is trying to? Yes, there's more to this yeah. drama. So let, let's backpedal a little bit. Earlier in this month, Lil Wayne partnered with streaming music service Tidal to release a mixtape exclusively through the service. Um, That's the, the Free Wheezy album, right? I'm getting it. The release came as Lil Wayne has been embroiled in drama with his record label Cash Money and its CEO, Brian Birdman Williams. According to TMZ, Cash Money struck back on Thursday with a $50 million lawsuit against Tidal. Okay, first of all, that's not even going to make a dent in Jay-Z's bank account, but go ahead. No, and and I thought it was... But anyway, go ahead, continue, continue. Before in January, I... Lil Wayne actually sued Cash Money in excess of $51 million while also requesting freedom from the label. Lil Wayne's legal team claimed the label breached his contract by withholding money he's owed for his album, The Carter Five, which was due to release Damn. months ago, but was withheld by the label. Mm-hmm. So Cash Money is suing Title for streaming the aptly named Free Wheezy album, mm-hmm. claiming they have exclusive rights to Lil Wayne's music and saying it's a quote unquote, a desperate and illegal attempt to save their struggling streaming service. Wow. According to the lawsuit, Title has defended its actions by claiming Lil Wayne gave them permission to stream the album in exchange for partial ownership of the company. But according to Cash Money, Lil Wayne's contract has exact wording specifically forbidding the artist from licensing his music to other parties without their consent. Now, just... But this, hold on, ahead, wait. This ahead. is actually where it gets interesting. Cash Money also completely trashed Lil Wayne's album, saying that it received 
tepid reviews and could hurt the label's attempts to market Wayne's music and brand. So then let it go. <laughs> well, and and here's here's my thing. This is where I was going to uh, pick up on it. Just from what I know as being a business owner and, and owning record labels too, I don't really think they have much of a case. And the reason why they don't have much of a case is because Lil Wayne has always contended that they violated his contract by not releasing that album in a timely manner. Now, I know for a fact that standard contracts, standard recording contracts do have some sort of guarantee that if you create an album, the album will be released at a particular within a reasonable amount of time. Mm -hmm. So, and someone that's at Lil Wayne's level, there's no doubt in my mind, unless his lawyers suck, there's no doubt in my mind that he had that clause in his contract. Right. So, I, I really don't think Cash Money has much of a case if, if he has that clause in his contract. I mean, more is going to come out in the lawsuit, mm -hmm. but I know for a fact that those clauses do get put into contracts with with recording artists. So, and the Carter Five was supposed to come out what like a year ago, right? Right. But do you know what else Sorry to add a little late. bit more to this story to these stories? Did you see the video of Birdman throwing a drink at Lil Wayne while he was performing on stage? I didn't see it, but I heard about it. Describe it was, for everyone who didn't see it. It was just recently. Uh, Lil Wayne was on the stage performing, and then you just see something getting chugged at him, and he turns, and it's Birdman standing in the balcony. <laughs> like what type of oh i can't use that language mm, i she's, can't put this really, properly she's really censoring herself i'm really censoring myself i am proud of you you're doing a good I, job i i oh okay Shh. i'm done <laughs> she just shut I, down i'm done Shh. i'm shushing myself well e e real quick and we have a little over a minute um what are your thoughts on this whole mess i think it's all petty it's very petty. It's, it's very petty. Y'all are grown men. Grown. Y'all got a contract. You're fifty. He's forty-six years old. Wow. I didn't Can know you Birdman grow up? Old. Like you sit there at one point in time, you reference this man to be like a father figure to you. Y'all were like bread and butter. Like y'all were. Y'all were kissing each other. Y'all were mouth. peanut butter and jelly. Like come on. It don't get no closer than but that. Now, <laughs> but now y'all are, you know, acting like little children. I don't, but I don't blame Lil Wayne. I, I blame Birdman. Yeah, I don't blame Lil Wayne I, at I, all. No, I blame Birdman and, as well. And you know what? Birdman got him a younger, sweeter thing that's 22. <laughs> so he over Lil Wayne. But like Lil Wayne brought you so, 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 so well, Lil Wayne's money. And it's been my understanding that Lil Wayne was going to leave long time I'm, ago. Right. That was the reason why they created Young Money in the first exactly. place. To give that to him. So that he would be satisfied he, because he was going to leave and go with Jay-Z then. Right. But Birdman sees that Young Money is making a lot of a money. A lot of money. Off, off of just Drake himself. Not even including Nicki Minaj. And those are about the only two because everybody else on there sucks. <laughs> but. YMCMB. It's like Birdman is just. He's trying to stay relevant because he's not. Well, and he made a. He was was getting ready to get into a point. It's like Lil Wayne kind of single handedly for for a long period of time revived like Cash Money after after the original run with mm -hmm. Juvenile and, mm -hmm. and all that. E.G. and Turk. And after that ended, Lil Wayne pretty much single handedly kept that label 
from Go DJ because that's my himself. DJ. Right. Like, well, even all like, the way back. If you look back at his first couple albums on Cash Money, he was garbage back in the he day. He was horrible. Like he was horrible I mean, early on. just terrible. And then all of a sudden, it's like, whoa, he is the face of Cash Money now. Mm-hmm. So that puts Birdman back up top. But why are you mad? You know, I think it, it, it all just comes down to Birdman is salty that. Wayne wants to leave. Wayne wants to leave. Yeah, and, 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 exactly. And, and, so and he's going to try to do whatever he can. And at the end of the day, disputes between management and talent is common right. in this business. I've had them. Everybody has them. If you're in any sort of management or leadership or ownership position, you have disputes between management and talent, especially in, in the entertainment industry and the music business. What's not common is that you try to shoot up the <laughs> right. artists. You're trying to kill them now. Like, that's not common. But I'm not surprised. Like, there was there was one quote that I heard um, from Ice-T, and Ice-T said that most rap crews are made up of 50% businessmen and 50% thugs. So that element is always there in rap you know what i'm saying so you 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 have people around you that don't quite understand the business and always quick to want to take it to the streets this is what happens this is what happens then so where the hell does young thug fall in between the 50 percent thug and 50 percent well according to him he's a thug boy right. bye he's a young thug boy bye <laughs> yeah I, I mean yep i definitely agree he's not anything but a We'll be, we'll be right back. The Outlaws Radio Show on the FCB Radio Network. Welcome back to the Outlaws. This is the Kingpin alongside Jessica Lavish and E. Will. And it's it's been a crazy night here on, on the Outlaws. That's because they have missed me so much. Yes, we did miss you. And you have just came in and you've been on fire during the show, during the break. You've been I'm out on there. fire! Y'all remember that song? Quit oh. pumping her head up. <laughs> Deflate it a little bit. Yeah, that's true. I'm on fire. Now, let's move to the next story, Miss Lavish. Yes. Before we get into that story, I just want to uh, make a very important night. Nope. Nope. Can't talk. March 6, 2017. Everybody mark that in their calendars, please, as we speak. Gucci man is coming home. Oh my hey, free you and you. Free I don't. I don't understand your obsession free with Gucci man. And his non rapping ass. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! I never understood that. Whoa, Gucci got bars, bro. Now hold on, hold on. I never understood that. We worked together on the show prior to this, and. That's when I discovered your, your Gucci main love. I didn't get it then. I don't get it now. Real quick, before we get into the story that we were supposed to talk about, what is up with you and Gucci Mane? Have you have you just not listened to his music? I'm yes, like, I've she just to his said music. that Gucci had bars. Does she mean on a third grade elementary lunchroom level? Right, he does have a, bars on that level, or a lyrically talented okay, level? Maybe not no new Gucci, but you gotta go back to the Wilt Chamberlain's. You gotta listen to old Gucci. You gotta listen to Photo Shoot. You gotta listen to Add It Up. You gotta listen to Bench Warmer. You gotta listen to all the old Gucci. Have you ever heard somebody who made a song from jail live from jail over the phone and it was a banger? Bruh. Bruh. I'm having deja vu because we talked about the Bruh. same thing last time we brought Gucci up. Let me tell you we something. Did. She me, gets very defensive when it comes to Gucci. And I'm going to say one last thing. March 6, 2017, Gucci will be home. That's going to be her Rick next Squad tattoo. Rick Squad 1017. 
She act okay. like that's her man. Gucci she man with flair. She holding Gucci down, Hold down. And he don't even know it. He don't even know it, and I'm holding him down. All right, now, moving let's move forward. on to the actual story. Let's talk about Chris Brown's home invasion robbery, okay? Now, this is a little bit crazy, because just a few months ago, somebody was found in his house, and she was pretty creepy. Anyways, so at 7 a.m., um, on what day was this exactly? Uh, it doesn't exactly say. This is from TMZ. You guys kind of suck. You didn't put the date. Sorry. Law enforcement <laughs> sources tell TMZ the three home invasion robbers targeted the house knowing it was owned by Chris Brown. We're told when they were speaking with Chris aunt, they tell her they knew Chris Brown owned the property property i'm sorry chris brown's house was hit early wednesday ah they did say it wednesday morning in a home invasion robbery and the robbers held his aunt at gunpoint locked her in the closet and turned the place upside down it went down around 2 a.m at san fernando valley house chris brown had just bought three armed men forced their way in the house and found the aunt put a gun in her face and forced her into the closet law enforcement tells us the home invaders then ransacked the house took money and other property and fled the aunt called 911s and the cops raped 911s lord the the, i called 911 and the cops raced (laughs) to the scene but the robbers were gone and chris brown was not at home at this time um that sounds like you think that was an inside job that sounds like somebody knew him they were possibly um they were saying that he was at the club he got to the club at 12 30 and left at 2 13 just as the break-in was going down oh i feel like it could be an inside job because somebody could have been watching him Mm -hmm. like okay he's still here all right he just left boom go my question is when did they say the the break in happened? It was around two a.m. But he le- and he left the club at two thirteen. Mm-hmm. How far is the club from from his house from the crib? That's right. A good, that's a good question. Very good question. Um, and also, how long did it take them? It doesn't say what time she called nine one one. It could take somebody fifteen minutes to rob a house. Yeah. Especially if it's an inside job and they know the layout. And they know where it's at. Yep. They know where everything is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Chris Brown is seen with a lot of people. And some people that you think are your friends aren't really Man, your friends. You got you to gotta be very, very Very careful. careful. And that's why his child's mother is kind of fighting for custody because she says he's around too many people. Yeah. I always, I always tell people because I'm obviously around a lot of entertainers and budding entertainers and and you know on air personalities and musicians and things like that i always tell them man like you got to be you got to be very careful about who you keep in your circle particularly when you start to rise and when you start to become Mm -hmm. successful you have to be very careful everybody wants to feel like they can still be down and they can still you know be themselves like nothing changed but at the end of the day, you got a target on your back, bro. Like things have changed. When right. you start to become successful, people you got to be jealous. careful. Exactly. People are very jealous, and you may think that they are your friend, but I mean, money will show. Money could turn the humblest person into the greediest person. Exactly. exactly. Your day one ain't your a one. Yeah, you got to be you got to be real careful. And a lot of times, it's not even the day ones. A lot of times, it's the new people that come after. Mm-hmm. You started to make your ascent. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's just I always tell people, man, just you got to be very careful about the the company you keep. And it's not it's not to be arrogant. It's not to be standoffish or to be bougie. It's just you got to you. You got yourself to take care of. You got your family to take care of. And you got the people that really rock with you. 
you know, to be concerned about. You can't, you got to be real careful. That sounds to me like it was somebody that could have been, if he was in the club with a bunch of dudes or whatever and flexing, that could have been somebody who saw it. They could have. It could have been a friend, his friend's right. friend. Well, it, it had to have been somebody that knew him in some way, shape, or form, whether it had been, have knew him, known him personally or knew him through somebody. Right. right. Yep. To know because that he wasn't going to be home. knew that it was his house, exactly. knew he wasn't going to be home. And they even told his aunt they knew that this was his house. Right. Exactly. So it was either somebody who knew him or somebody that was in the outer circle. And or it was the Illuminati. She really went there. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. Don't on, that, on that note, on that note, she gave that was a perfect segue <laughs> to go to break. We'll be right back, and make sure you stay tuned because in the second hour, we are going to be having a very interesting discussion on parenting. So stay tuned for that. This is the Outlaws. This is the Outlaws Radio Show. Welcome back to the Outlaws. This is the King Ben alongside Jessica Lavish and E. Will E. Let's go. So, for all my binge Netflix viewers, and there are a lot people of that them. like to watch a whole series in less than 24 hours, brace yourself because the Netflix CEO says that price increases are coming. Netflix is awesome, but you'll have to pay more for it in the future, per The Guardian. Netflix CEO Reed Hastings this week told users to brace for price increases in the future, although he said that they would be gradual and would not happen overnight. We want to take it very slow, Hastings said. Over the next decade, I think we'll be able to add more content and have more value and then price that appropriately. Netflix plans to spend roughly $5 billion on original content in 2016. The company has been aggressively building up its Netflix originals empire this year and has scored more new hit series including The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, Marvel's Daredevil, and Sense8. This expansion comes at a cost, however, and Netflix will need to raise prices to cover them. In addition to increasing overall prices, Hastings told investors that Netflix plans to motivate people to move up to the two-stream and the high-def and the ultra-high-def, which costs more money per month to, dis- to subscribe to. Now, now, I understand that as they begin to produce more in-house content, their costs and, and stuff goes up, but... A lot of the reason why people, why a lot of people have Netflix is to be an alternative to cable. So if you start raising your prices like cable, I don't then, think they'll you know, raise it too much like cable. Yeah, I don't think. And that was my next. That was my next question. Like how how high are they talking? I Whoa. think thirty dollars a month would be a great price at max. What okay? is it now? It's what is it like ten? I mean, I'm locked in after tax like eight sixty two or something. It's seven ninety nine. Plus the taxes. But I mean, it's low enough to the point. I mean, Netflix reported its quarterly earnings this week and revealed that it now has 65 million subscribers worldwide. Oh, yeah. They, and they make they make money. Now. Including, now I don't know what this says about America greedy. being in front of the boob tube, as we like to call it. Including 42 million that are in the United right States. Right here in the United States. Oh, they got plenty of money. Money, is, money isn't an issue. You know, They're I have a, to be greedy, though. Right, exactly. And and oh. now, granted, granted, all, not all of it is greed because their costs are going up. Mm-hmm. Because when you produce, when you have to produce content on your own. You have to pay for that. Well, that and they're trying to be bring on better content because that was one of the knocks before. Was it's like I'm paying and I'm not really getting content like good good quality stuff. Like for me. At one point in time, my um favorite show was Criminal Minds, okay? Right. So I went on there, and you know how you have, like, 
CSI um, Miami and CSI New York. They're like two different ones. Right. Well, you would type in Criminal Minds on Netflix and it would come up, I think, Criminal Minds Suspect Behavior, where the lead was Forrest Whitaker. It was like, no, this isn't what I want. Right. That's a totally different. So I went through and I started buying every season of Criminal Minds. I got up to like season seven out of nine. And all of a sudden, all nine seasons are on Netflix now. You know, <laughs> I don't use Netflix at all. I have an app called Showbox for Android users. And it literally has every TV show. It has movies that are in the theater. Yep, out. Ted 2 is already on there right yeah, now. Ted no. 2. Um, I just watched Inside Out. It's a Disney movie. It just came First out. First of all, I'm afraid to ask. Sorry for you this iPhone users. Le- this is legal, right? Yeah, you can download it. You can download it. it. You download the app. But iPhone users would have to jailbreak their phone in order to get it. Well, I have Netflix. I don't use it, but I have Netflix. Well, I have Netflix. I also have Showbox. And another one that's similar to Showbox is called HD Cinema. But real quick, and we're going to wrap this up. I also have a a Roku TV. So I have a lot of the... All the, the internet channels and stuff that you can get, I have it built in right on my TV. Oh, he has so. money. Oh, you fancy, huh? <laughs> oh, he got money. Now, also, <laughs> if you have, if you happen to have a Roku or an Amazon Fire TV, make sure you check out the FCB network that you can download for free. There we go. Plug there that you in go. there. Exactly. We'll be right back here on The Outlaws. This is the Outlaws Radio Show with the Kingpin, Jessica Lavish, and E. Will. Welcome back to the Outlaws. This is the Kingpin alongside Jessica Lavish and E. Will. And we have come to one of my favorite parts of the show. It is when we find out what is going on from the world of stupid.com. That is stupid with two Ps. That's right. So... Yet again, we have another Florida story. Of course. every I, I say this every week. Every crazy freaking story comes from Florida. Florida, we love y'all, but y'all need to get it together. Yeah, you need to get it together. So, coming out of Everglades City, Florida, a Florida man is arrested for having sex with... An alligator. <laughs> Sounds like a good time. <laughs> See, now, people have had sex with pit bulls, donkeys, and even parrots. But this incident is on a whole nother level. Parrots? How does that? Keep going. I'm not. Like, that just gives me so many freaking questions. It's one of Keep those going. questions that's better left unanswered. Unanswered. Right, right, right. Go ahead. Rupert Darwin. First of all, that name, though. Rupert. Rupert. <laughs> That's Stevie's little bear's name from Family Guy. <laughs> Stewie. Stewie. Is it Rupert mean. the name of the one actor from Harry Potter? Banging alligators. Continue. Oh, 59 years old, kept a 12 foot alligator tied and blindfolded for the last month, sexually assaulting the reptile multiple times what? a day. <laughs> what? Darwin is a. I can't even. <laughs> what? Okay. Darwin. Is, we gotta get it together. Did he buy crack from the people who were selling golden tickets? <laughs> Darwin is a relatively unknown fisherman who lives in the outskirts of the remote town of Four Hundred. Residents say he sticks to himself and described him as odd. Police responded after a man out of a nature hike happened to walk by Darwin's house and saw Darwin having sex with the alligator in his backyard. The witness heard Darwin say, 
Next time you tr- try to kill a man, you best get the job done. Now you're my B forever. Ah! <laughs> I can't even. It was the damn strangest thing I've ever seen, the witness told police. The gator didn't even move. It was like it didn't give a shh. That man was having sex with it. (laughs) Collier County sheriffs responded and arrested Darwin on multiple counts of animal cruelty and one count of illegally keeping a wild animal. Oh, my God. (laughs) It gets better. The excerpt from Darwin's police statement. The gator tried to eat me, and this was revenge. (laughs) Pure and simple. (laughs) I don't have no sexual attraction to gators, but I wanted to teach this bee a lesson. I could have just killed her, but that would have been too easy. She was just getting what she deserved. (laughs) Darwin also told police he had planned to chop off the alligator's tail and pull her teeth as part of his revenge scheme and had even considered performing noise torture on the reptile by playing what Darwin described as enter music over and over. Ooh, so Dar- he's, a, he's a racist and an alligator effort. Darwin oh, claimed wow. the alligator had gotten a hold of his pant leg when he was fishing in a swamp and tried to drag him into the water. Darwin was, was able to escape without injury, but that had set his resolve to get revenge. The alligator is being treated for relatively minor injuries and <laughs> is expected to be released released back into the wild within a couple weeks (laughs) okay real quick because we have another story that we have to get to in this segment but i wonder out of curiosity if he was going to torture the alligator what kind of n-word music do you think he'd be playing who would he play young thug (laughs) (laughs) young thug i woke up feeling like i'm on the moon (laughs) <laughs> I woke up feeling like I need a hundred goons. Oh my goodness! Oh, that probably was one of the worst out of the ones we've done so far. That was probably one of the most outrageous stories that I have ever heard. Now, since we're on this theme here, and I don't know, I don't know what's wrong with us, but it seems like every week we have some sort of sexually perverse. Story at some point on this show, but this time we have two of them. Man came to Arizona Literally. for sex. <laughs> that was disrespectful. Man came to Arizona for sex acts with horse. This is from azcentral.com. Undercover sheriff's deputies arrested a Pennsylvania man Friday night on suspicion he traveled to Arizona to have sex. With a horse. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Was he the receiver or the giver? Because <laughs> I saw Freddie got fingered and they showed a horse's thing and it was pretty big. Wow. Sorry. Continuing. Michael Crawford, 68, landed in Phoenix believing he would meet with a horse owner he'd been <laughs> corresponding with online, according to a statement released by the Maricopa County Sheriff's Was Office. it through Tinder? <laughs> <laughs> Crawford no it was through Snapchat (laughs) Crawford hoped the fictitious owner would allow Crawford to engage in perverted sex acts with an animal Sheriff Joe Arpaio said at a press conference Sunday Crawford posted an ad on a popular website soliciting a willing horse owner according to the sheriff's office 
Investigators in the Animal Crimes Investigations Unit opened the case in October and corresponded with Crawford via email and phone call conversations. Many exchanges graphically detailed what Crawford intended to do once he arrived in Arizona. In an email released by the sheriff's office, Crawford said he was looking forward to the visit and described his desires. Wow. <laughs> so instead of plentyoffish.com dating website, we got plentyofhorses.com now? <laughs> <laughs> Crawford arrived late Friday at Phoenix Sky Harbor International Airport, where he was met by deputies. They took Crawford to a trailer furnished by a posse volunteer and located near Southern Avenue in a in Avondale Boulevard in Tolleson where Crawford was shown two ponies. (laughs) 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 Following the presentation, Crawford was arrested and booked into Maricopa County Jail on suspicion of bestiality charge, a class six felony. Sheesh. Arpaio said Crawford told deputies he didn't understand why he was taken into custody because he had not committed any sex acts with the horses. But Crawford told deputies he had engaged in acts of bestiality since 19 1970, Arpaio said. Oh my God. <laughs> this is animal cruelty. There is not enough teeth in the law for animal cruelty, Arpaio said. He would have gotten away with it if he'd picked the wrong county and the wrong sheriff. Arpaio said this is the eighth time Maricopa County Sheriff's deputies have made a bestiality arrest in the past five years. Wow. My question is, what type of time do they have on their hands that they're getting these kind of cases instead of real cases? Maricopa, <laughs> I've heard of them. They come on the jail show. Like, they're um, on one the of jail those... show a lot. You hear a lot yeah. about them because they have a lot of they have a big illegal immigrant problem. And oh. he's and the sheriff down there is like really harsh. Hoarding, so. yeah, we all have that problem. <laughs> According to Donald Trump. <laughs> According to me as well. <laughs> so not racist. So that's why they're always in the that's why they're always in the news and stuff. But oh I don't know what's gosh. going on, man. Everybody's trying to This is the food. mark of the beast. Okay. Yeah, literally. Literally. Yeah. This is pretty disturbing stuff. You just get to choose which beast you're going after. <laughs> which one you gonna mark? The horse, the crocodile, the parrot, the dog, Pikachu. I don't know. We'll be right back on the Outlaws. The Outlaws Radio Show on the FCB Radio Network. Welcome back to the Outlaws. This is the Kingpin alongside Jessica Lavish and E. Will. And now this is the part of the show where we always try to make sure that we find one positive story. We try to do that every episode because there's so much negativity going on in the news. And we always like to have at least one segment where we talk about something positive. So, Miss Lavish, let's get into it. So, my good story is a Jewish peer who fled Nazis is rescuing Christians fleeing ISIS to repay a debt. A Jewish peer who fled occupied Germany as a child is funding to rescue up to 2,000 Christians from Syria and Iraq as a way of showing his gratitude to the religion whose members saved him from the Nazis. Lord Widenfield said he has a debt to repay to Christians fleeing ISIS because the Quakers and the Plymouth Plymouth Brethren fed and clothed him and helped him to reach Britain in 1938. The publisher is spearheading Widenfield Safe Havens Fund, which last week supported the flight of 150 Syrian Christians to Poland on a privately chartered plane to allow them to seek refuge, making them the first beneficiary beneficiaries of the resettlement project. The fund aims to offer 12 to 18 months of paid support to the refugees. 
he withheld stated, I can't save the world, but there's a very specific possibility on the Christian side. Let others do what they like for the Muslims. He added that he hoped to replicate the work done by the likes of late Sir Nicholas Winton, who helped to organize kinder transport trains that saved more than 10,000 Jewish children from the Nazis. Wow. Wow. So that's a, that's an awesome story. That comes from the independent, by the way, out of the UK. Um, I mean, it's, it's crazy over there right now. Like in the middle East, it's, it's a very uh, bad situation, especially for a lot of Christians and a lot of beheadings going on. Right. And you have like, in a lot of those places, you have Christians who have been, there for you know thousands right. of years because anybody who knows like if you're a christian or if you know anything about the bible christianity for basically was born out of the middle east like it came from the middle east like right. jesus was a jew so so then why are there christians if jesus was a jew because well that's a very philosophical question and i'll explain it real quick after after Jesus and after the death and resurrection and everything else, Christianity was originally like a splinter sect of Judaism. Mm -hmm. But over time, especially when people who were not Jewish began to follow Jesus, that was when Christianity kind of split off mm -hmm. from Judaism. But we have the same foundation. We have the same foundation. We come from the same place. Their Bible is, is the first half of ours. So the essence of Christianity is in the Middle East. So a lot of those Christians are having very, very hard times there. And, and by them being refugees and being surrounded by Muslim countries, they, a lot of cases, they don't have anywhere else to go. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to escape. Let's bring them over here. Well, you know, it's funny you say that because I was just watching on the news today that there's a, there's a criticism about the fact that we have not opened up our country the because we have specific laws to be able to welcome refugees in mm -hmm. and there's a lot of people who say we're not doing a good enough job right but we had muhammad over there that just shot up the marines mm. the views and opinions the of irony. jessica lavish the irony. are not necessarily those <laughs> of the outlaws you are on fire today i am because i'm just very upset yeah you're just very I'm, pissed about a I'm, lot of I'm stuff very pissed this off. is the this is the positive segment i sorry but i'm pissed okay <laughs> now i'm trying to be positive i said bring the christians on over what more do you want i'm sorry if i offended anybody that is not my intent but i'm just really pissed off right now on that note we'll be right back here on the outlaws if we still have a show this is the outlaws radio show Welcome back to the Outlaws. This is the Kingpin alongside Jessica Lavish and E. Will. And we talked, we teased it earlier in the show. And we are going to talk about a very touchy subject for some people. Um, it's amazing that we're still on the air after Miss Lavish's little outburst last segment. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> but um, you have been having a parenting issue. Yes. And you have a couple of questions you would like you would like some some other opinions so let's let's pick it up from what exactly is the problem that you're having well my first question is if they're two years old is it still shaking baby syndrome no i'm just kidding i'm not oh, wow because i want to shake that was a bit out extreme. of her i just want to grab her and shake her you like said, what is wrong with you she's two 
Okay. Okay. So she's two. Terrible twos. Yes, yes, I know. Yeah. She has had a problem for the last few weeks that she is at daycare hitting kids, hitting the teachers. She spits on a child. Whoa. Wow. Wow. So, first of all, let me just give you a background. She had a hearing problem. She is not up to par with her speech like all the other kids in the classroom. Oh, wow. I didn't know. So, I believe that may be one of the issues because she is delayed. She goes to speech therapy. She can Mm -hmm. hear now. But she's delayed. So, one of my issues is when, uh, when she hits somebody and they go tell, they're only getting one side of the story. Because she can't defend herself like they can. You know what I mean? Okay. She can't say, no, they hit me first or da 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 Now, I do believe that she starts 80% of it. But the other 20, I do believe they start. Because for the simple fact, when I went to go pick her up the other day, a kid walked up to her and snatched something from her. Oh. And she oh, didn't wow. do anything, though. Okay. Okay. And my daughter's beautiful. They might be hating on her. She got long hair. It's like down to her butt. You know, they some haters. <laughs> And she'd be dressed real cute. Shout out to her mom. Thank you. But I just am wondering how should I go about disciplining her? Because I work all day. So I rarely pick her up from daycare. So by the time I get home, I feel like it's too late to discipline her. I feel like it's too late to hit her or give her a whooping because she won't understand. She's like a puppy. Once it's over with, they don't really completely understand what they did wrong. She knows that she's wrong because when you talk to her about it, she'd be like, no, mm. she brushes you off. Right. So I told her today that if she's bad on Monday, when she wake up Tuesday, she ain't going to have no toys. They all going to be gone. Okay. And how does she react to that? No. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, they are. Keep playing with me. Now, I will say this. I'm, I'm kind of from the old school. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, with with that kind of behavior, especially like the the spitting and stuff. Now the spitting, I don't think that she was like, <sighs> and spit because I don't know where she have, would have gotten that from. Right. But I think she might have like, <sighs> and spit. Oh, like I don't like a raspberry. Like I don't a raspberry, think she right. intentionally spit on the the kid. I would hope not. I, I mean, I don't know where she would have gotten that from because I don't spit. Right. So I kind of understand uh, the dilemma that you have, but. In some of those cases, and maybe not in every one, like I don't think that that a parent should discipline their child the same way every time because eventually it doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. But in some of them cases, I think she may need a, a butt whoop. You right. know, you may ain't got to do what you got to do. You know, regardless. I mean, I come from the school where it was like if you did something, it didn't matter what time. But isn't it kind of like if I hit her, it's kind of teaching her it's okay to hit. I've heard that. I don't. I don't agree with that. I, I don't get, agree with that either. I get that philosophy, but I don't agree with it. I do believe, I believe it's important that discipline and sometimes physical discipline is important. Now, nobody's saying to beat your kid, but of course, not. you know, you know what I'm saying? And I ain't that's gonna for, Ray Ricer. <laughs> Maybe when she turned 18, I might Ray one time. Clean. And, and that's for all of the, uh, all of the weak people listening to the show and ready to complain. I'm not saying to beat your child. No, of but, course not. But sometimes discipline and sometimes, hey, a spanking may be necessary. Now, E, you, you have a child. You have another one on the way. What's your thoughts? And you Look, have a I'm going to go in on this just because. Um, let me tell you all a quick story. So, to me, America, like, the country is soft anymore. Yeah, we're a bunch of punks. Because... Oh, I'm going to call 696 kids, blah, blah, this, blah, blah, that. Now, wait a minute. 
you are in your 40s, 50s, 60s, however old you might be, you got your ass beat when you were a kid, weren't yep. you? You turned out to be a decent adult, didn't you? Yeah. So my thing is, I was in a grocery store the one day, and you know how kids sometimes they like to hide in like the racks. Yeah, in the racks and the houses and stuff. Yeah. So my daughter knows at that time she was younger, she had a three-strike rule. So I told you once, I told you twice. If I tell you the third time, you're getting your ass busted. <laughs> so <clears throat> after she did it the second time, I thought we were cool. Well, I had a freak out moment because I grabbed something off the shelf. I turned around and I couldn't see her. Uh -oh. She's hiding in the rack. So I pulled her out and I smacked her on the butt twice. Which is legal in the state of Ohio. So what I, the next thing that hears me, that I, or, I'm sorry, the next thing that I hear really pissed me off. I, I see this older gentleman Look at his wife and whisper to her, we should call 696 kids. Did you see how he hit his kid? And I looked him dead in his eye and I was like, go ahead and call 696 kids because I'm going to bust your ass worse than I busted her <laughs> ass because you're the same person that's going to be complaining about my daughter right breaking around. into your house and busting you up because I didn't discipline her at, at the right age. Very good point. So, Did you get any response from that, by the way? They never, I, nobody came and talked to me. So obviously they didn't call. <laughs> she, the, the wife grabbed him and they walked away. Mm -hmm. my, so my thing is each case, like you said, it's a case by case scenario. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you may take her toys away now. Yeah. It's the first time you're doing it. She's not going to like it. But if you do that multiple times in a row, eventually she's going to be like, whatever. It seems like it's whatever. Right. Right. And then you're going to have to find a different method. And then, I mean, I whoop her because she, I whoop her and my mother whoops her right but it's just like it's not working well, and then the i will ahead. say the other thing is if you are going to discipline your child don't and this is going to kind of contradict the story i just told but do your best to not do it out in the open like what i used to do is if we were out in a public place say we were at a restaurant my daughter started acting up i just tell her flat out you want to go to the bathroom and she knew right away that I wasn't playing no more. All of us knew. Yeah, all of us. Yeah. My mother used to be like, you want me to stop this car? I will pull it over. And we used to be like, hmm? My mother used to do this one one move that I hated. Oh, it used to piss me off. This was like when I got a little older. You know, when you get to that age that you can't really get whoopings no more. Like you, you, and, and I'm so much taller, taller than my mother. Like, And I've always been taller than my mother. So... It was that stop. She used to do this thing where she would take both of her hands and she would smack the hell out of me on both sides of my face at the same time. <laughs> oh, that used to piss me That's off. Funny. That's funny. You know, the one that used to make me mad was your mom. I don't know if y'all mom ever did it, but my mom used to make me go get a switch. My grandmother made me do that one time in my life. And the one problem time. with that was you thought you were being slick. You I were getting the smallest. To get the smallest <laughs> one. But those are the ones that hurt the most. Right. Well, I mean, me growing up, I didn't get whoopings. Um, I wasn't like a bad kid. I, I didn't get bad until like seventh, eighth grade when I used to just dog the teachers. Like they sent me to scare you straight program at the jail downtown, whatever. But like I you didn't scare straight. Yeah, I was like <laughs> I acted up on my mother when I was younger one time in public and she drug me out of big lots by my hair and I never did it again. So my mother is even like you and your sister was not like this. I don't know how to handle it because I didn't have this problem with y'all. Y'all weren't like this. Yeah. And I didn't get it. I didn't get a ton of whoop either i mean i got some i mean i remember my mother tried to whoop me one time and i just looked at her and started laughing like because my mother's little like 
four nine four four eleven. I'm sorry, right. hands smaller than mine, and I got small hands. She, had- she used to try to make my stepdad whip us, but my stepdad would never do it. He would say, "Lay on the bed," and I'ma hit the bed and act like you're crying. So I was like, all right, cool. So he used to hit the bed. And I'd be like, ah. he, ain't never, he, he never whooped See, that's us. What my, that's what my mom did. She would call my father, you know, and my father is six foot seven. He's yes, a big man. He's a big dude. And I mean, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, yeah. Y'all know what happened from I there. remember one time, man, I just, I wasn't having it. I was like, nah, dude, I'm like, no, no. And yeah, yeah, it happened. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think my father, my father whooped me like twice. He didn't, he didn't whoop me that often either. He would, because my father, like when I was younger, he was scared of crap out of me. So all he had to do was raise his voice and I was cool. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm good. i tell you. It wasn't until I got older that I started arguing back. Yeah. See, like my father. Oh, wait, where was he? <laughs> oh, that made me feel, I don't even feel comfortable. Bye bye. And if he heard it. I got some words for you. I can't say it all air though. So yeah, <laughs> I think. But no, the, listen. I think the worst whooping I ever got. Though, oh gosh, from- y'all not helping me. I just yelled. My bad. You're not helping me. I don't care. I don't give a damn about your whoopings. Okay. <laughs> you are so disrespectful. I want to know. <laughs> What I should do. Whoop her ass. That's what we did. Did we also say it was a case-by-case scenario? Exactly. And I just told y'all the case. Now, I also spoke to her speech therapist about this. Mm -hmm. And she said, I mean, because Brooklyn knows sign language. They don't know sign language like the kids. Right. So it's like, now one of her teachers, her new teacher, she's very fluent in sign language. So she does sign language with Brooklyn now. But it's, and a lot of the teachers don't know it either. So when she's trying to tell them something... But, I mean, she can't because she can't talk. Right. So, I feel like that's her biggest problem. I feel like she gets frustrated and it's not her fault. So, I don't necessarily want to discipline her because she's frustrated. But then she needs to know she can't hit people. Right. And and, t- and and so, that's the balance. And like we said, it's a case-by-case basis um, because you do have to take that into consideration, too, that she has that she has things that she's dealing with. Right. You know, so that does have to have to come into consideration. But I think really just need to to see more about the actual situation to find out a way where you can see, you know, where you can get both sides. If you can see the whole thing, if there's, if if you have an ally in there, like one of the teachers or something, you'd be like, look, I need you to, if something happens, I need you to tell me every, I need you to pay attention to my daughter. I need you to tell me everything that's going on. So I know how to handle this Mm -hmm. because it, it does still seem like you're only getting one, side of the story right so it's kind of hard to say okay her right to do this or do that when you haven't seen the whole side of the story but regardless irregardless of that the fact that she's hitting people needs to stop uh so uh, maybe as long as unless she's being hit first right that's what i'm saying maybe that's different but if she's not being hit first First. that needs that needs to stop so that's so you just gotta do some more investigation i would think that would be my estimation yeah can you go and sit in her class for me? Can you be my ally? Take a day off, go sit in her class. We'll talk about it. <laughs> Cause I can't. She go back, Mama. <laughs> like, girl, bye. You, I don't think your daughter has seen me enough to recognize me, though. Exactly. Yeah. So, so that's she, the point. She won't even mess with you. Oh. Touché. You would be able to sit there and just watch me. She would be all up on me, and I won't be able to get a feel of what she's doing and how she's interacting. Touche. Good point. 
All right, we are way over time on this segment. It's so, okay. <laughs> so we will be right back here on The Outlaws. Stay tuned. This is The Outlaws Radio Show. Welcome back to The Outlaws. This is The Kingpin alongside Jessica Lavish and E. Will. And make sure that you follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash The Outlaws Radio and on Twitter at Outlaws Radio. E, what you got? So... LeBron James fi- NBA Finals game worn jersey sells for $46,000. Wow. ESPN reports that a game worn LeBron James jersey from games one and two of the NBA Finals, yes, he wore it for both games, went for $46,000 in an auction on Thursday. That's a pretty hefty price for a jersey from the losing team in a non key game. Right. For my Cleveland fans and the Cavaliers, I'm a fan that was they quote, not mine. So uh, the Cavaliers superstar did score 83 points, grabbed 24 rebounds, and added 17 assists in those two games alone, which is just absurd. Right. But that is a pretty good reason to shell out that kind of money. A 2014 study from the Sports Business Journal suggested that high-end items are the best investments long-term. Really? Still kind of seems like a weird thing to show your friends, though. Hey, this is LeBron's jersey from that awesome final series he had. Oh, yeah? Where where he won the title? No, where he lost. Which one? So disrespectful. Awkward. That's so disrespectful, Once again, damn it. I did not come up with that. That is what the article said. Who wrote that? That was from ESPN, That was right? from CBSSports.com. Oh, that was from CBS. Okay. By an author, author, writer, NBA writer, Matt Moore. Okay, yeah, I'm familiar with Matt Moore. Now, that's a lot of money for a worn jersey. Yeah, but 46000 I, I used to be the, one of the biggest jersey heads out there. Right. 46000 though? Never in a day. I don't care. Jessica would have bought it if, if Gucci Man wore it. Yes, I would have. 17 <laughs> Brick Squad, what you mean? <laughs> wow. She really repped them hard. Yes, yes, I do. I go hard. Okay. All in. Gucci. Period. <laughs> I think she go harder for him than his own woman do. Probably. No, she be holding him down. I be seeing her pictures on Instagram, visiting him in jail. Good I respect Lord. her. <laughs> Moving and right you along. you right behind her after she leave. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along here. Here's the other related. Well, not related, but the sports another sports story. story it's related because this is the sports segment right? and was rather amusing exactly aarp comes after tiger woods for retirement jab this is from yahoo aarp sent out a tweet to tiger woods and it said it's better to be over 50 than it is to be over par hashtag disrupt aging hashtag the open According to the article, Tiger Woods on Wednesday joked about possible on Tuesday, excuse me, joked about possible retirement, saying, I don't have my AARP card yet. Well, after a couple of days, word got around to your grandparents and their pals. The AARP, surely disappointed that kids today don't respect their elders, decided to offer up a rejoinder to Woods' implicit criticism that an AARP card implied the end of the line. Shortly after the first round of the British Open ended, the AARP took aim at Woods and, unlike Woods, landed the shot. Woods had ended the day at four over par, not a terrible round in theory, but a god-awful round given the wide-open conditions at the time he was playing. Now he comes back to this. 
which has to be like being at a Thanksgiving dinner with your elders where they ask why you can't be like that nice boy Jordan, except this time the entire world is looking on. It's enough to make you feel bad for Tiger and make nice with your grandparents. Again, that's from Yahoo Sports. Yeah, that's that's kind of messed up. Like AARP was kind of disrespectful though. I thought it was hilarious. Because, <laughs> I mean, dude has been on such a decline. Ever since his girl, ever since his girl kicked his ass with the golf clubs. And, I mean, he just, he used to be the the most relevant golfer. Now, mind you, no offense to the golf fans and the sport of golf, but I do not like golf. Golf puts me asleep when I try to watch it. I, I watch it sometimes. I'm I'm gonna start playing it, but uh, I, I don't watch playing it. Playing it often. is very fun. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna like. That's what bougie black people do. My so stepdad, I want to be like I want to be like bougie black people. My stepdad uh, was very heavily into golf. Like he could have been pro. Like his really? his score was amazing. So he, I hear he it's fun. Really I hear good. it's addicting too. It is fun. Um, it can become boring if you're playing with the wrong people. Like if they take too long, like just just hit the ball. Come on. Like I don't like putt putt. I'll go play me some putt putt. No, I get frustrated. <laughs> like, cause the, the holes here and it just goes and you just be like. Yeah, it's on. it's not quite like I have went putt putting before. It's frustrating. But you've I, never been golfing ever? No. I've been to the range. I'm going to get into it though. I, I really want to get I've into it. I've been to it. the driving range and driving I was told. Driving range is a good way to get at your aggression. Yes. The shooting range is better. But um <laughs> at the driving range, I was told that I needed to swing it like a golf club and quit sing, swinging it like a bat. <laughs> like, well, sorry, I grew up playing baseball. We should all go to the golf range and shoot golf balls. We should have an outlaws golf outing. We yeah. should. That would be dope. We got some Jack Daniels. What? <laughs> it doesn't require alcohol. It just makes it a little better. Exactly. I mean, whatever you have to do to make the game fun. Well, we should all go one day so I can kick your asses in some golf. Okay. Don't tell that to all the baseball players. Why? You said whatever to do to make the game fun. Oh. <laughs> Baseball sucks. You out of line. <laughs> no was, pads, guys. That was messed up. We'll be right back here on the Outlaws. The Outlaws Radio Show on the FCB Radio Network. Welcome back to the Outlaws. This is the King. Been alongside Jessica Lavish and E. Will. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Outlaws Radio and on Twitter at Outlaws Radio. Now, before we leave you today... We have a subject that Miss Lavish and Mr. E. Will are both very passionate about, and we will let Miss Lavish get this thing jumped off. Go. I was laying in bed last night, and the Lord came to me. (laughs) The Lord said I had to pass this message on to everyone, and so I'm doing so. The Lord said. Don't you lie on Jesus. Okay. He did not say this, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm saying this. If you have no ass, you don't need to wear them leggings. They're sagging. <laughs> if you have a long back, don't switch like you got something. It's just a long spine with a it's tailbone. Like a, it's like an ironing board. If it come in your size, now the Lord did say this. That don't mean you need to wear it. I think that's like in Genesis. It's hidden somewhere. But I swear I read it in the Bible. Okay. So you said long back? Long back. Long back or an ironing board. Now, (laughs) of course, we have a phrase that came from the genius Martin Lawrence called Nasital. 
and not at all means they have no ass at all. So are these are these are the type of women that you're talking yes. about? Those that have not yes. at all. What irks my nerves is when they have no ass at all, and they switch hard, like. What are you trying to prove, boo? They're, they're trying to make it look like they have something. You said that. You said not so tall like you were British, too, by the way. Not so tall. That was incredibly funny. <laughs> you've been like, doing this. You've you been, been doing country these, tonight. Right. British. What you want to be like, now? Nah, boo. Like, you need to. Oh, now he's black. <laughs> <laughs> nah, boo. You need to be proud of what, well, what you don't have. Uh, but. It just looks ridiculous because it's like switch, switch. What are you switching? Backbone. <laughs> your Tailbone. Ribs? Your legs. Like, what are you switching? Y- your ribs? Like, come on. Now, you. Eat some cornbread and drink some apple juice. Now, E, you are a connoisseur. Oh, no, he's not. Of the booty. No, he's not. Please don't. Please don't give him that torch. Pass it this way. <laughs> okay. Pass it this way. I am the connoisseur of all. But <laughs> no, yes, 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 I am. Really? Now, yes. anyway, back to to the to the question that I was trying to pose to you. I know that this is something that you are very passionate about. Now, me, thank you for recognizing the real connoisseur. You're not though. Now, me, not so much. I when it when it comes to to a women woman, it doesn't matter to me. But it I doesn't prefer. Matter. I prefer. Top heavy more. So when you're walking behind her, what are you looking at? To see if her ends are clipped? When you're behind her, what you grabbing on to? Whoa. (laughs) I wasn't going to go there because I didn't know if we could. Wow. Of course, you know he was going to take it there. But so anyway, back back to you, E. This is something that you're passionate about, right? Because you're someone who prefers... Derriers. That's that was that was dignified. I like how I said that. Right? You're someone who yeah. prefers derriers. I just I I don't get it. Like there's different shapes and sizes. I, I, <sighs> now I will say this, and 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 we got to get ready to go. But there was a girl, a young lady that that I used to talk to that Eric Eric and I both know, and she had not so tall. She had complete. Not at all. Her ass was inverted. <laughs> <laughs> it was just legs. Oh it was nothing God. but legs. She had complete and utter not at all. I don't see how you could do that. Because I'm like, I'm not a lesbian or anything, but I like asses, fat asses, men's asses, women asses. I just like old lady asses. I don't care if it's fat. I like it. <laughs> you just said the so word when ass I like look six times. At a woman, I instantly look at her At her ass. butt. Right. I'm like, hmm, oh, she got a fat one. <laughs> but the thing is, is it a good can. fat or a bad fat? Because, I mean, I'm sorry. I don't want to be looking at a girl with a fat butt wearing some leggings, but then you got like six pounds of cellulite sticking okay, through the leggings. right, right. But that's, that is not a fat butt. That's just a fat-ass person. <laughs> There's a difference. Now, speaking of fat, I'm sure you, you brought up Nasatol. Yes. Now, don't forget about booty do. Yes, there is the booty do. When her stomach stick out more than, more her, than her booty, booty do. do. Yes. Now, my problem with that is, is when you got one of them skinny girls that has Nasatol, but it also makes her have booty do. Is that possible to have both? Well, think about it. She might have a small gut. She's not fat. In, in any sense of the word, right. but her ass is just so inverted 
Okay, okay. Still I got one of her booty do. I get it. Okay, okay. I get Not it. everyone can be blessed with both. Okay, that's what that's we make true. doctors for. Now, now that is like that's the. Why the, you have to bring Nick That's Minaj the key. Uh, that's the key to the mountaintop. Shade. If you have both, that's beautiful. It's beautiful if you had like that's the coup de gras right there. If you have both, that's that's awesome. But. For me, if I had to pick one, everybody can't be me. Come on, let's just let's just say everybody can't be Miss Lavish. On that note, yeah. Why uh, do you think they deemed me lavish? I mean, <laughs> you knew exactly. That's exactly what I was getting ready to say. On that note, thank you very much for <laughs> tuning in to the Outlaws this week. Oh, and by the way, lady and gentlemen, we Ladies. have been. This is our fifth show. We've been. It's Woo! over a month now. Woo! So you know what that means? You know what does so, that mean? What it means is we rolling. We keeping it moving. They see me rolling. They hating. <laughs> Patrolling. They trying to catch me riding dirty. So thanks for tuning in. Make sure you follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Facebook.com slash The Outlaws Radio. And on Twitter at Outlaws Radio. We will see you next week. Peace. The Outlaws Radio Show on the FCB Radio Network. This is Jessica Lavish with The Outlaws. We know that racism still exists in our country, but what about slavery? Human trafficking, a form of modern-day slavery, is where people profit from the control and exploitation of others by means of force, fraud, and coercion. Tragically, no country, community, or individual is immune from the vast injustice. Human trafficking is driven by demand. Instead of contributing to the problem, we can be part of the solution. If we eliminate the demand, we eliminate human trafficking. For more information, follow hashtag demand no more.